Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. You know, Flyover Conservative Podcast was started because we live in Kansas City and we kind of have focus and thought and interest on about a thousand mile swath that takes place from, you know, like, you know, Houston up all the way to Canada, you know, going, going north. And as we grew, I, I became blown away at how there's, there's flyover people, flyover people in Australia yeah. and New Zealand that would watch in the UK and, and reach in and this kind of stuff. And historically, I don't know that if like farmers in the Midwest would have thought, you know, I have a perfect overlap with guys from Long Island. True. You know, and it, what I found out, you know what, there's, 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 there's doers, there's patriots in every part of the country. And we all have a lot more in common yeah. than not. But there's very few people that we personally have more in common with than the host of uh, The Great Divide, 1776, Alan Jacoby. Yay! Welcome! What's up, Patriots? What's happening? So happy to see you guys always. Man, we're so excited to have you back. Love your hat, by the way. Biden is the worst. We love Joey Lynn. We love Robert. That is so cool. They're great, great folks. You know, the thing the thing that I like is I, I find consistent. This is an observation. It's not scientific or anything like that. But I'll sometimes I'll pause the TV, you know, like on even Fox will have like two conservatives and one like liberal, you know, woman on there, you know, talking about an issue with the host. I'll just pause it. I'll be like, hey, Stace. Which one of these is is the liberal? And she's uh, like, eh, I can get that him one. every time. Like you can just there's like a an, like an, there's a just lack of joy or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is about. The, about not creating, tearing down, finding fault, yep. destruction versus building something, creating, doing, putting people together, this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying every every you know conservative is a builder and a doer, but but primarily, most yep. people I know that that like conservative values, they're a builder, they're a doer, they're an entrepreneur, they're putting together, they're there's something, and you represent that by the first and foremost. Everybody has something to give, and first of all, that's your energy. Mm-hmm. Like when, when I wish people could watch our, our pre-show because we laughed a ton, and 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 we had some technical problems, and we worked through problems, and there was joy, and still high fives, and like I was more hopeful and encouraged in life in general, even solving problems with yeah. you than I was before it started, and I. I think there's just something to that, that Special. idea of even when you're paying at the checkout line or you're going through the airport or you're leaving somebody a message that you just leave people and places better than you found them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's what you represent. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think it's important as conservatives that we all build on something. You know, we live in a country that gives us so many opportunities. Yep. And, and I truly believe everyone has the same opportunities it's how you approach them. But unfortunately, you have the liberals who feel that they should not only have the same opportunities, but not have to work mm-hmm. at those opportunities to make it work for themselves, that they want the the same outcome as me working very hard or you working very hard at something. They, they believe they should have the same outcome by doing nothing. I don't, it's like they're taught to hate themselves, mm-hmm. hate America rely on the government, the government's going to take care of you and the wealthy conservative, because they made themselves wealthy by working very hard, building something that they should be entitled to what they're earning and and building. And unfortunately, that's the world we live in. And they're becoming more galvanized in that thinking where what's yours should be mine. I should be able to take that because I, it's if you don't give that to me, well, you're you're racist. 
I think I think it's starting in the college situations. You know, we've talked to uh, some of our you know nieces and nephews and shared that with them that example. What if they studied extremely hard? for a course, a class that they're in, they ended up getting an A, and then they have students that didn't study at all, but they give everybody an A, just because that's just the deal. How fair or, or would take, that take be? take some of your points. You get lower to a B, yeah. and, and I'll get pulled up to at least a C, so I pass. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, they didn't want that, you know, for sure. And right. so it's like understanding that that's what they're trying to do but to what's funny is, is a lot of these, like, these, 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 these rich people, you know, you take, like, the, you know, Schultz and head of Starbucks and all these different companies, outside of maybe, like, the Hobby Lobby guy, you know, I don't know. It gets pretty scarce after that. You can find like a conservative mega multi hundreds of, of, of millionaires. That class, those are those are all lefty leftsteens. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're your typical, you say your rich Republican, at least in today's era, is gonna be some guy that that owns a heating and air conditioning company, probably has like five employees. He's right. worked at it for like twenty years and he's has like four trucks that run. Yep. And he probably makes about three hundred thousand a year. College professors hate him. They think that that's what's wrong with America, mm-hmm. that he can afford a fishing boat. And, right. uh, you know, you know, have, have a couple of options. Right. Uh, that's your, that's your like rich Republican today. It's, it's a guy like that. It's not the, the Mitt Romney, uh, no. you know, Lindsey Graham country club, you know, slimy McSlimesteins, you know, mm-hmm. out there that they're just, they're just, you know, milking the system for all that it's, it's, it's worth. It is, but that's kind of the image that's out there is like this, these rich country club kind of Republicans, maybe in the Reagan yeah. era, it was the Alex P Keaton's and you know, that kind of a guy, mm-hmm. but that's not the case anymore. It's, it's typically doers. It's somebody who's got a couple of jobs, is working hard and trying to make the most of it and have their True. kids have a little better life than they did. It's American small businesses, which the the left absolutely hates, mm-hmm. especially when they're conservative small businesses. And this comes down to how the Democrats want to destroy middle-class America. And they want the extremely poor and they want the extremely wealthy. Yep. So they don't want the HVAC guy who runs four trucks. They don't want the, the, they don't want any of the trades. They don't want anyone progressing and making money when there are people that want to sit on their couch and choose not to make any money and play video games all day, eating hot pockets. Those are the people (laughs) they feel sorry for. And those are the people that they want to help because those are the people they can exploit and use yeah. as their useful idiots to turn against people like us. The only, the only, so the only correction I would have is just, you know, kind of just tap the brakes, ease up on the hot pocket the thing hot pocket just part. a little bit because uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, a, I'm not above. Kind of cutting a little close to home on that. I, I, like, hot pockets. <laughs> I like hot pockets. I like hot pockets. But when you're eating them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because that's yeah, all, yeah, uh-huh. you know, yeah, you know, you, I, I well, get it. You got to have, you got to have discipline, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for sure. I love Colton brought up your website there. I know you got a new launch here with, with a, a cigar company, which kind of fits in the idea of being a small business owner. It's like trying some things mm-hmm. on, on the side. It's, it's like you got your, your main hustle, you're paying the bills. And then like, hey, I, I love this thing. I'm passionate about this and and start it. There, nothing says, you know, the, the American way better than that. And uh, that's the idea. If you come here, you work for a restaurant and eventually you can own one. You know, that right. kind of an idea. You start starting this. And, it and kinda, you just launched it. It just launched it. You kind of rent into some of the, the bureaucracy and things in the process, but you overcome it. You solve problems. You bob and you weave. You go through it. You go to mypatriotcigars.com. And uh, I know that uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be excited about, about this product. One being... Producer Colton uh, here is pretty pretty pumped about it. I, I've gone with him a couple of times. I try to keep one lit, and that's about the extent of it. I'm like, I don't know if this is this is. I'm a little. I'm, I just don't. I don't know. I, I got to toughen up and get some more 
hair on my chest or something. But 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 tell us about uh, mypatriotcigars.com. And then I want to jump into uh, Biden and the Queen and some of this other stuff, too. Yeah, really quick. I mean, I, I'm passionate about cigars and for, smoked my first cigar at 18 years old. I became a collector and I, it's like working in the restaurant and then wanting to own a restaurant. So I smoke enough cigars and, and go to an, enough cigar events. I, I met the right people and decided, hey, you know what? I want to come up with my own cigar line. And I worked very hard on the blends. You know, these are not generic cigars. I, I worked on the flavor profiles. I smoked enough cigars to give myself lung cancer to figure out the ones that I wanted. And then <laughs> here it is, you know, the Patriot Cigar Company, mypatriotcigars.com, which I'm very excited that you guys are, are, are affiliate of now. So your, your audience knows they can save 15% wow. off the website using promo code FLYOVER. And uh, they could support you. They could support me. Conservative entrepreneurs, uh, just you know, building on, on, on business in America. And uh, yeah, I love cigars, and here they are, Patriot Cigar Company. I wow. love it. The awesome American way, man. You have choices. You know, the government doesn't allow you to have too many choices anymore, but uh, you have a choice whether you you want to have one or not, and that is the way that it goes. I love it. That goes back to the early days of our of our founding, right mm -hmm. there, being a, a tobacco producing. Uh, country. So that's awesome. Mypatriotcigars.com. They come back to the end. I want to show you a meme real quick. And then we'll talk about your Facebook page, because yeah. if people aren't following you on Facebook, um, they're kind of missing out. They're missing out. Maybe some thought provoking stuff, maybe some irritation, uh, some good jokes and some things coming on. I got a buddy, uh, uh Paul Carney sent this to me the other day. I, I don't think this is true. So hopefully, you know, um, uh, I don't get censored for this because this is not documented. It's called a joke. Uh, but it says that, Hey, dear queen, sorry about your death. Uh, I really like Bohemian Rhapsody, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite bands too. Oh, Queen oh. died. Oh, the whole band. <laughs> oh, that, was it a plane crash? Oh, Queen Queen died. That's so bad. Oh my gosh. It fits. He, he, he's, too. Probably, he's probably like I, I was friends with Freddie Mercury. We were good buddies. I'm sorry to hear about his passing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you know, if, if nothing else, this crazy time. It, there's never uh, an end. Of, no. uh, of jokes that come out of these guys. But I love your Facebook page because you really highlight some of this stuff. And a picture's worth a thousand words, but a good meme's worth a few million because, yeah. because there's depth to it. And there's For something to be funny, it's true. It's hard for companies like the Babylon Bee or some of these to even do jokes anymore because the real life is such a joke. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, it's hard to even come up with parody as it goes anymore. But but I'd, I'd like to, to, to highlight a couple of these and kind of get your take on, on the, the real queen uh, passing. Uh, that's actually one of my favorites right there. The queen left the throne in good hands and there are the hands. Apparently, you know, uh, King Charles has these, uh, these sausage fingers that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'd want to shake one of them. They look like they're going to explode. They do. They do. <clears throat> they do. And He's I thought a it was a fake picture, but apparently it's not. I did some research and he has some sort of condition with, uh, I guess it's swelling or something, but you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the queen. I'm not a big fan of the Royal family. And I think a lot of this is, a a distraction to what we really need to be focused on in this country comes at an interesting time. There are so many conspiracies that uh, swirl around the Royal family, not to get into them, but some of them are concerning. Uh, during the procession, I, um, I believe it was yesterday, a heckler uh, yelled out to Prince Andrew that he is a, uh, I think a, a gross old man because of the issues with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and y Elaine Maxwell, which we know uh, it, the, their relationship within the Royal family runs yep. deep. I mean, the photos yep. speak for themselves when I believe it was Elaine Maxwell and Kevin Spacey just hanging out on the throne of, of, of the mm -hmm. queen, mm -hmm. uh, and, and there, and the Epstein and Maxwell using the queen's, uh, private residence, wherever that was that cabin. So 
there's a lot of interesting, interesting things and they're globalists and, um, I don't really care much about them. And I don't think, uh, America has much use for them, especially since 1776. And I, I'm, as far as my Facebook page, I'm very unapologetic. I speak my mind. What I, I feel is the truth based on what's going out on out there. And I always try to, um, get people, encourage people to think for themselves and to question everything. And if I can provoke that, provoke a little conversation, whether you don't agree with me or not, when the queen died, I put a post out that said the queen died. I hope she pays for princess Diana and other atrocities. It's all I wrote. And it was, you know, a thousand comments later. I think it was, it was just scorched earth. People were I'm unfollowing you. How dare you talk about the queen like that? Well, then that's your, you know, this isn't an airport. You don't have to announce your arrivals and departure on my <laughs> Facebook page. You, That's fine. But I also gained a couple hundred followers, which it doesn't matter to me. Follow me, unfollow me. If you're following me, maybe you like what I'm saying. I, I definitely have followers that don't like what I say that make it clear. But, you know, <laughs> of course, the Ghostbusters meme was always, a, that's always a favorite. She's right there, Ray. She's right there looking at me. <laughs> that's my favorite yeah. movie. You know, Bill, Mur I, Bill Murray's the best. Some people say, oh, you're disrespectful. Somebody, she was a mother. She was a grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah, she doesn't care about my mother or grandmother. So I'm just not now, interested. I, I think it's a very like non-American tradition to, to, to sort of not, I mean, that's, why we told him to pound sand in the first place. The idea that somebody has a royal birthright to rule over you right. because of, of their, you know, genetic inbreeding and, and self-entitlement uh, to give them a position. That's the grind. It's not, I'm sure she was a lovely person and, 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 and people like the pomp and circumstance and you like the Cinderella movies and everything with the queen. And, you know, the, I remember, I remember, you know, when I was young, when they had the, uh, when, when Diana got married mm -hmm. and they had the, the white carriage deal. and the whole bit, it's like, there's something about us. It's kind of like, Oh, that's, you know, but, uh, I kind of like the idea that if, if you, you know, you do something great, it's like, man, I could learn to do that. And I could, I could start a company and I could have what, what you have. I could be where you are. That's what makes America great and uniquely different is that in a, you know, my parents were, were, could never buy four car tires at the same time, you know? And, and, uh, you know, when my mother passed away, I, I was paying for it. You know, we didn't, we didn't inherit anything, but we were able to chisel out and build a great life because of the freedoms that we have in this country. Um, not because of what the government did for me, because to a degree they were out of our way enough that we could build and create. And that's what makes America great and unique. That's why I think people risk their life to come here, at least historically always have, is they get an opportunity. And it's so interesting that God was against having a king. You know, I mean, the only reason he ever gave a king is the people would demand and they really wanted one. So he gave him Saul, but... You know, that was not something that God had in planned for us either, you know? So I do think that that's what's so special about the United States, that we have something in place that really hasn't been done, you know? And keeping it together, that is so critical. Yeah, we're the greatest experiment, and mm -hmm. we have to keep that experiment working because yep. there are there are nefarious adversaries um, overseas and within that want and, and doing anything they can to destroy that they would love for America to collapse and they're working really hard to do it. And the things that they're doing with inflation and pr prices on groceries, and now they're talking, you know, Amtrak is going to, that the strikes and Amtrak is going to, uh, discontinue some, some railways and it, it could affect supply chain even more. I mean, I think we're going to have a rough, 
winter in the United States. I, I, I truly do. And other countries are going to have it worse than us. You know, yeah, you take Germany, which I have no sympathy for Europe any longer. No. When, they, when, when, when Germany laughed at President Trump, when yep. he told them about, you know, Russia and the energy, they laughed at him. And now look, now I believe, I, I don't know if it's Switzerland or Sweden, where they're saying that they will imprison people if they use too much energy to heat their homes. So mm-hmm. this is where we're at with the new prime minister is we're going to flatten the curve with less electric usage. This yeah. is where we're at in the world. Why? Yep. Yeah. Great yep. question. It, it, that, that, it's a mess. And they have brought this on themselves. They didn't, when you say laugh, it wasn't like metaphorically, like you showed up in the translation booth, there's about eight of them in there and they were laughing at president Trump when he was warning them about the, 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 the basically this poop sandwich that they're all going to have to eat over the next six months. Like it's come to roost there. So, you know, I think we all have individual choices though. I really encourage people to, to stock up, to get what you can. This is not a time to be buying jet skis or anything extra crazy. It's like, Hey, tighten things up, get extra. If you got kids, grandkids and like that, have a few extras, no self-respecting prepper would ever look at us with anything, but just disdain. But we got a little water. We got a little this. We got a little that. You know, it, and pr- to mm-hmm. prepare for this going in, especially if you got people that are dependent on you. And I know you're going to keep warm uh, this winter, if nothing else. All those cigars. You got some Absolutely. cigars. Well, you're, you're going to stay I warm the, from the inside the out, three, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think the three important things to have um, as a prepper is food, water, and cigars. Because I I can't be bunkered <laughs> down without cigars. You will be in the presence of the most miserable person on earth if I don't have my cigars. Oh, and coffee. I need my coffee. And I need this remote and I need this phone. Exactly. All right. If you had to okay. go real quick, if you had to go one month without coffee or a cigar, which would you choose? You got to choose one. Uh, I would have to, I would have to pick, I would have to, oh my God, you really did that to me. <laughs> Oh, that's a rough one. I guess I'll do without coffee. I I need the cigar. That's my, that's my, it's my <laughs> yoga. Cigars are my yoga. That's I mean, hilarious. I, listen, I, I have my own bobblehead <laughs> with a cigar in its mouth. Look at that. Oh my and it literally says on it, cigars are my yoga. My my daughter got this for me because this is how important cigars are. That's yeah, great. I, I could do without, I could do without the coffee. I'm gonna, I might be selling those soon. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to get an Alan Jacoby bobblehead smoking a cigar. <laughs> hey, it's I something got, you've always wanted to know. I got, a, I got a Mikey Mike one right here. Yeah. Oh, Mike. Mike Lindell has the pillow. <laughs> Got a little Mike. All right. You guys can go to thegreatdivide1776.com to catch Alan's show. He goes live um, sometimes for hours with a guest, like getting into yeah. the weeds on things. On It's just a great conversation. Mm-hmm. You're on a road trip or you're driving or you know, you're know you on a walk with your dog or something like that. That's just great stuff to listen to. And uh, you can go to mypatriotcigars.com. Check out his cigars. It's a great gift for somebody coming up. You can plan ahead towards Christmas and those things. Use promo code FLYOVER and it'll give you... 15% off of those. Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You guys are great. I'll see you soon. Okay, Flyover family, we're back here in Canton, Ohio, seeing the best people having the most amazing time, and you're not going to believe who's here today. Eric Trump. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be with you. It has never been more important for patriots to get together with other patriots. It's so important. Just look at the lengths that they went to to keep you apart, to keep you separated, to keep a mask over your mouth so you couldn't see each other's smile, so you couldn't feed off each other's energy, so they could keep you isolated alone. They wanted you hiding in fear behind your water heater. But you know what brings you out? Patriot events. 
associations, everything. And you can be around other patriots operating on a high frequency with hope, with clarity, that are coming out, that know what they're doing, that know where they're going, they know they're running for the it's school incredible. board, they're going for this office, they're taking charge, they're, they're making a difference in their community. You get around them, it's contagious. Courage, courage is contagious, and it's never been more necessary than right now. Man, that is so true. And the Reawaken America events are like no other Republican conservative no. event. They're more like a no. Trump rally. When you come, it's all about high fives. It's it's praise and worship, incredible enthusiasm. There's so much that goes into a Reawaken America event. Smashes the spirit of fear. I think that's been blanketing not only our country, but the world over the last two years. And there's nothing better we can do. If you want to save our country, you need to smash the spirit of fear in your own self, and then in your family, in your home, in your community. And sometimes, you know what? Your battery might just be too dead to do that alone. You come to an event and you get filled with better ideas and you meet other patriots. You come to the meet and greet. We'll hang out with you until we outnumber you yes. uh, with, with our other guests. But it's that kind of camaraderie that we need right now. You know, during the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could. And they talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? You know what? That's what we need right now. Getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home and you get to work. That's where it starts, though. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.